welcome to Tools for This Podcast, episode 40, your safe space for grown-up talk about childish things. Tonight, we have a very special episode. We have a special guest in the house, Benjamin Hart from Star Wars Underworld. He's here to answer back to all of our Generation X Star Wars talk and be the voice of millennials. We got a lot to talk about, so let's get going. Without further ado, I said it, back on Nerd and Up Nerd. Let's go. It's all good, man. You can say it. You can Dude, say I it. I did it. I said it. I, I, I said I was never going to say without further ado again, and I said without further ado. I don't know if I've ever not fucked up the intro. I don't know if I've ever not fucked up the intro. <laughs> I just, let's, let's just get that out of the way. Jer's bad at the intro. It's all good, man. It's all good. We'll, we'll, we'll let it slide. We'll let it slide. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're very kind. You're very generous to me as always. I try. How how have you been? It's been like a little over a week since uh, we last spoke at the yep. OTOG Roundtable yep. Summit in Hamilton. How have you been? Uh, I'm all right. Um, same old, same old. Um, caught a well. The main flick that I watched since, which I had uh-huh. to go see, was 1917, and uh, absolutely and loved it. Huh? I can't wait. I haven't seen it yet, but I can't wait. Yeah, absolutely loved it. Uh, highly recommend it. Uh, go to your theater, watch it. It's worth the theater experience. You know what? I have a feeling that's going to get nominated for an Oscar this year. It got nominated for quite a few. It's, it did? Yeah, it did. So it's in uh, Best Picture, um, like Sound Mix. Like oh, it was, There was a few. There was a few. Oscar and, noms were great. I was so happy. My Like my... Two favorite movies uh, killed Joker. it at the Oscar noms: Joker and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, uh, I love the Oscar noms. Anyway, um, the other the other thing I think we both watched uh, since uh, our last episode was we both finished Watchmen. Finally, yes, that's correct. Yes, and yes. so we got we got to do an episode about that soon. I'm busting. Watchmen is so great, it's oh, it was, so great. Yeah, it was so good. Uh, but I have some problems with the finale, and uh, I can't wait to do an episode of that. But we're holding out for a special guest because we want someone who's really knowledgeable about the Watchmen comic to come on with us. Mm-hmm. Because even though we both read it, we both know it, um, we want somebody who's you know, like passionate about it. Yeah. Um, so we're going to do that soon. But today is a different day. Uh, today is a special episode that I have been wanting to do. Um, this is another thing that I've been wanting to do since... We started the show, mm-hmm. but I've been putting it off, waiting for the right time, waiting for the right time, because our special guest today is a busy guy, and he's not the kind of guy who I want to bug for favors, because I know there's a lot of people bugging him for favors. Um, he is, uh, I'm going to say he's an expert, some would say an insider into the world of Star Wars, and particularly, I'm I'm looking at him through the lens of um, a generational lens. I, I brought I brought this this gentleman on to to speak for millennials because throughout our coverage of star wars season which is what we called from the beginning to the of mandalorian through rise of skywalker to the end of mandalorian we only covered star wars and you know everybody knows we're not a star wars podcast exclusively but throughout this season it was all we had time for so we kind of became a star wars podcast um and we also became kind of a generation x star wars podcast because of the otog roundtable and because we really kind of enjoy kind of just hanging out with guys who have our point of view uh, yeah. uh, generationally on Star Wars. But this show is not for Generation X only. This show is about adult fandom. Yep. And yes, our brothers and sisters 
who are millennials are adults too, and they're dealing with the same kind of things that we are dealing with, balancing their fandom life with adulthood, with adult life at the same time. And so uh, our guest today uh, is, I think, if like if I made a list of the best people to fill this role of millennial Star Wars expert and and um, and master of balancing fandom life with adult life, mm-hmm. uh, there's no better person than Benjamin Hart with no E from Star Wars Underworld. Welcome, brother. Thank you for coming. Welcome. Thank you for having me, and thank you for that wonderful intro. I don't know if it's totally true, though. <laughs> It is in my heart, and that's all that matters because it's my show, and really, pretty much nobody's <laughs> listening. So, in our universe that we exist in right now, in this in this pocket universe, Ben, everything I just said is absolutely true, and you can be confident. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it, even though the pressure is totally on now because apparently I'm representing all Star Wars fans and all okay. millennials, and uh, yeah, that's that's a lot of pressure. Well, Ben, there's a good reason for that, and I will direct people now, uh, people who are listening, to your Facebook page, uh, the Star Wars Underworld world on facebook go go check it out i don't have it in front of me right now but i know that you have upwards of two hundred and twenty thousand likes oh. on that page is that correct uh, yeah I, last i checked yes and we've we've had a growth spurt recently so okay. uh, that may even be bigger now but yeah oh. it's been around it'll it'll be 10 years old in april okay oh wow so um here here's 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 my math for for why for why this is fair uh our podcast page has under 300 likes. Yeah. And <laughs> even though there were four of us in the OTOG roundtable, I think you and your 220,000 plus likes uh, versus us and our 300, I think there's a mathematical balance there. I think you are more than qualified to speak for your generation here. That's, yeah, that's I'll, all I'll I take it. I'll take I'll it. I'm not going to argue with you. But Ben, I'm fascinated by you and your page because I'm a guy who has a page who would like to, you know, be more like yours. And, uh, you know, a lot of everybody out there, especially all of our friends have a have a Facebook page that they're trying to promote. Everybody has a band. Everybody has a podcast. Everybody has a, a business. Everybody has a Facebook page they're trying to promote. And they look at a page like yours, man. And they're like, wow, this guy is like a superstar. This guy's like a Facebook celebrity. Um, <laughs> no, seriously, man. Like, I mean, I know I, you don't, you don't. No, I love that. it. I love you're it. Very, I love it. You keep talking. You're a very <laughs> humble guy, but, but from the point of view of the rest of us on the ground floor of Facebook, um, you, uh, you have reached like an airy height there. So I'm very curious, please give us a quick rundown of how everything got started because I know Star Wars Underworld is a, is a website and it's a podcast and it's actually right. a network of podcasts. Um, but it all started from your Facebook page. Is that right? Well, yeah, it's funny that people because I, I've done several celebrations now, Star Wars celebrations, conventions, and people will come up to our booth, the celebration come up to me at booth like, oh yeah, I love your podcast. I love what you do on Twitter. I love what you do on Instagram, and I love what you do on Facebook. They know the Star Wars Underworld for so many different angles, but as you said, it started just as a Facebook page. Um, in fact, it was kind of at the height of the Clone Wars popularity back, you know, post two thousand eight. It was around. It was 2010 when I actually started the page, and the the show was getting really off the ground, and I was getting more into Star Wars personally just because the, the show had just gotten me back into Star Wars such in a deep way. And I was just looking for some place to put my passion for Star Wars, really, truly, because I was talking about it constantly. I was in forums, and I was keeping up with the news constantly, and I was like, okay, I want to do something. I have to do something with my brain, but – yeah, I'm bored, and why else would I not just start a Facebook page? So that's what I did, 
And it really just kind of you know, started small. I think I got like seven likes in the first day. You know, I was very pleased with that. I was like, oh, yeah, this is good. Yeah. Um, and then it just kind of blew up from there in regards to, you know, and it helps that sometimes you'll get legs up from other pages or whatever, but it's been a slow process of building it. And, of course, my good friend Chris Siegel came on not too long after just as a fan of the page. And he's like, oh, you know, he had a lot of ambitious um, plans for the page itself. And I eventually added, um, added him on as an admin, um, became friends with him. And basically the rest is history because he had the plan for creating a website around the page, creating a podcast. You know, I expanded it out to Twitter and Instagram and all other social medias. And it's just been, you know, since 2010, this process of building it up and we've developed it. And of course, Dominic Jones, our good friend, came on. Um, it's been an absolute blast. And I always, because people look at it and go like, "Oh, you've done so much." I'm like, no, no, it's been literally ten years of work. You know, two two hundred thousand likes. Like, that's a lot, but it's also a lot of years of work. And I have spent literally every single day of the last ten years working on that page. Right. Um, not a day goes by that I that I don't like spend time, like you know, sp- staying up late to do stuff for the page, making sure the quarter of the day is going out on the next morning, making sure there's new, new content coming up because that's the thing is just keeping engagement keeping new stuff out there for people to engage with and you know that's it mm-hmm. and we have a website and then the podcast has been thing we have spinoff podcasts and it's been a whirlwind of a thing and it's been an absolute blast and it afforded me so many opportunities just as a person to do so many amazing things and make amazing amazing people and you know it's been an absolute blast that's that's apparent in your work ben because um uh, like all of the work that comes out of the Star Wars Underworld camp is, uh, it's uh, it's exciting. It's uh, it's fun and um, it's edgy, but it's also <laughs> it's it's not uh, confrontational. Um, you don't take an editorial stance, and I think that's what's important. Because uh, listening to your podcast, I know that you guys have disagreements about everything. Right. Um, but you, as the founder, I assume you're you're like the head guy. I so I assume you're. The head been in charge, even though I'm, you know, you're some people. It's funny. I don't think I don't think that's the case, at least not between me, Chris and Dominic. It's pretty even. It's pretty even. People people assume because I'm called the founder that I'm in charge. And a lot of people will approach me that way. I'm like, no, 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 it doesn't work like that. The power dynamic isn't like that at all. But I can see how you can see that. (laughs) Right. But I guess my point is you got to be careful today as a Star Wars fan when you approach a Star Wars website, right? Because you never know what kind of political mess you might be stepping in, right? Um, And you have... and and a lot of the a lot of sites they come with an editorial slant, right? Like uh, some Star Wars sites hate Kathleen Kennedy, right? Um, yes. For for example, um, but uh, the Star Wars Underworld is a place where uh, everyone is welcome. If you hate Kathleen Kennedy, if you love Kathleen Kennedy, everybody's welcome, and everybody's expected to uh, you know interact respectfully, you know share your differences, but um, do so respectfully and allow other people to have their opinion. Is that an accurate uh, assessment? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like you know, a lot of people will. A lot of people are very, um, just hesitant and very. They, they don't. They don't take criticism well in regards to like negativity in Star Wars fandom. I know there's an overwhelming amount of negativity in Star Wars fandom, especially these days. And some people are like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't want any of it. Whatever. Like everyone's entitled to their opinion. You you want to let people enjoy things, but you also have to let people hate things sometimes and you can go on our facebook page right now and look and there's a lot of comments that i don't personally agree with that i think are kind of off base but at the same time 
I let them comment because that's the thing. If you, they start going after, you know, sending death threats and saying horrible things about certain people, yeah, I'm going to ban you, all right? But for the most part, everyone's entitled to their opinion, and, you know, that's, that's the whole thing is the trolls, unfortunately, deserve a voice too. And, you know, that's just the way it is. And I, I try to, especially in our editorials like that, like we have different, you know, opinion pieces, stuff like that. But most of the time in just general things is all about just being positive about Star Wars, you know, being right. putting Star Wars out, being excited about Star Wars. You no know, matter if you like this or that, there's so many things happening right now that if you don't like The Rise of Skywalker, you're probably going to like The Mandalorian. You're probably going to like this, you're probably going to like that. Like it's really, you know, ultimately just – love what you love and forget about the rest right i love that philosophy and i also love that you although you have that philosophy some might listen to you say that and some might think oh he's a shill he just pretends he likes everything that is not oh, the I'm case absolutely with ben a shill. Absolutely, no no no, no. I take no it. you are not no you're not no you're not you are you are very critical in your analysis of star wars you uh you have slammed you have put down rise of skywalker as much or more than any other online um, analyst I've heard, even though you love That's it, even true. though even though you've been to see it five times now, is that still your total? Five times now? working on my sixth and seventh. Right. Oh, wow. But you, last time I heard you talking about it, you said it's probably your least favorite Star Wars film. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing with like you know, and that's the thing. I don't, I, I never look at people and go, "Oh, you're positive, you're negative." I'm like, if someone's being real, that's thing, and that's what I try to bring to it, and right. that's what I think all of us at Star Wars right. World, especially me, Chris, and Dominic, try to bring to it is it's genuine. I think if you listen to our show, you you understand that we're I do, not I do. trying to we're not trying to push a slant either way. Right, we have our right. views, we have our political views, we have this and that, but ultimately. It's there, and we're not trying to hide it, but we're also not trying to inject that into the conversation. We're like, okay, Chris really loves The Rise of Skywalker, thinks it's one of the, one of his favorite. Me and Chris, Dominic do not, and that becomes very apparent very quickly if you listen to the last episode. Yes. But it's there, and that's genuine. It's not a show. It's not us acting. It is our genuine opinions. And you know, I, I at least I, as someone, I don't like listening to podcasts where I feel like someone's like, trying to put on a show or act like it. We are also always genuine in our, our opinions. Right. I, I, that is true. And that is what I love about you. And also what I love about you is that nobody ever gets ganged up on. Like, even though, Chris, <laughs> even though Chris, Chris is the odd man out, uh, you guys don't beat him down and tell him he's wrong, uh, for disagreeing with you. Um, and, and you were a guy who I disagree with all the time. Like, yeah, and, like yeah. every day, every day, I disagree with you about something about Star Wars. But you never go sour on me. You never, you never ignore my comment. You never block me or unfollow me or anything. You, you're, you're totally cool with, um, with, with getting into it because, because really, as much as we love Star Wars, we love talking about Star Wars and we love analyzing Star Wars and we love debating Star Wars, right? Oh yeah, yeah. That's right. the thing. It's just like, as long as you're not a jerk about it. I'll I'll talk Star Wars with you any and all day any day whether we agree or disagree. In fact, it would be really boring if we just agreed on everything. You know, yeah. we have to have certain perspectives. And I know there's a lot of people that came out of Last Jedi and, and are like, I hate this movie, and I I don't like it that anybody else enjoys this movie. And I, yes. I I'm like. I don't like Rise of Skywalker for the most part, but like I'm thrilled with anybody that can come out and say, "Hey, that's the best Star Wars movie ever." I'm like, "Yeah, you go. You I'm so glad people enjoy it because um, you know, let people enjoy things. I I don't we want care. Star Wars to succeed, right? Like even if we don't like something, we don't want the Star Wars thing to fail because we want more Star Wars. Right? That's the thing. And like people are like wanting it to fail and people are like bending over backwards to say 
the rise of Skywalker is a failure. It it's making a freaking billion dollars. Like, yeah. you know, I don't like the movie either, but like you can't turn around and say it was a failure. It's obviously very successful. And yes, I contributed that billion. Right. And so did I, and so did Kev. And Absolutely. Kev can tell you, Kev can tell you that I struggled with this. And I don't know, this is why you're kind of a superhero to me, because you you comment and post like, you know, as much or more than anybody that I know. And yeah, you get to an obnoxious degree, yes. And you get as much response uh, uh, to your comments and posts as anyone I know. So like basically the one, the amount of activity that I get for my entire day of posting, you get on one post and then you, you have like that post over and over again through your whole day. Like you have exponentially more uh, like activity online than I do. And I have trouble navigating it. I fall into pitfalls and traps and Kev will tell you, a couple of weeks ago, there was a guy in our comment section on Facebook mm-hmm. uh, who was just attacking anybody who said they liked Rise of Skywalker. Oh, yeah. boy. And he was just beating them down and beating them down. And, and like Kev knows me, I have trouble avoiding a fight, especially when it's a bully. Yeah. I want to oh, get yeah. in there. I, I got to get in there and punch the bully in the face. And Kev messaged me privately. And he's like, I'm surprised you have it got into this and i'm like no dude i really don't want to do that on our facebook page i really just i'm happy people are commenting right i'm happy that there's a conversation happening yeah. um but man he got me one night he like it, it went on for like three days in this one on this one post wow. and it was like on the third night where he like he kept going i clicked on his name and i looked at his at his at his profile and i shouldn't have done it um because as an american i bet you'll know what this is uh, his title page on his page was Oath Keepers. Was what? Oh. Sorry, Oath Keepers. Okay, and was do you know? What, do you know what that is, Ben? I don't think I've heard of that. It's it's a militia. It's uh it's a white supremacist. Oh uh, oh, like damn. far right. It's like it's like it's like the guys with it's like fat guys. One with of those AKs <laughs> in the woods training. I don't know. I don't. They, they anyway. got. They've got. They're holding like uh, you know an AK forty seven in their profile picture. Yes. You know. Yes. Yeah. No. Exactly. There was. There was an AR in in the picture. Uh. Um. So uh, I was like, "That's it. I can't. I can't stop myself." And I lost my shit. I went off and off and off on this guy on our Facebook page. And like, you must have a thousand of those guys a day. And I regret what I did. I deleted everything, and I swore I'm never going to do it again. Um. But it's like tough navigating this, isn't it? Like it's tough staying positive and honest. It's tough criticizing something, but then also, um, you know, keeping the conversation from going super negative. I don't know. I yeah, I, I, I felt like 2019 was a struggle. Um, when we got deep into Star Wars season, it was a struggle to stay positive. And I wonder how you do it like 365 days a year. Like I'm at this point, I'm kind of relieved that there's no live action. Like we're not going to cover Clone Wars too much. And and we're going to go really light on Star Wars coverage until the next live action thing. And guys like you who are like, you're like always in this 100%. Like, um, I wonder, man, do you personally get tired? And do you, are you sometimes posting and kind of faking it? Because you kind of wish that you didn't have to talk about Star Wars for like 10 minutes. Absolutely, I get tired. I think, I think it's, for you know the Star Wars Unruled like Facebook pages like that, like I'm constantly posting and I, I really I, I have developed for whatever reason, I love reading comment sections. I love, you know, engaging with people as much as possible. But sometimes yeah, I'll see a certain post 
And the buzzword usually these days is if you if you mention Kathleen Kennedy, you mention you know Ryan Johnson, those posts are going to get an overwhelming amount of negativity. Yeah. And I try to keep an eye on them just because I want to ban certain people that go out of line. But also, some days I'm like, I'm not even going to engage with that. I I I don't want to even look at the comment sections. Sometimes I will just ignore them because I just can't take it, especially after the past couple of years of just just vitriol that's just thrown at certain people and certain things in Star Wars. From a personal standpoint, yeah, I post a lot, and you know, I I have this thing, kind of OCD thing, where and my whole thing is like I see it as like a service of me to like if I post something and someone respond and someone is nice enough to respond to me, I like I want to engage with them and want to you know reply to them or whatever, especially on Twitter and stuff like that. Like I try to create conversations, and I engage with a lot of people. I have a lot of great friends, but sometimes there'll be that one troll. It comes out of there, and if I, I I used to apply that to everyone, I'd be like, okay, I have to reply to this person. If I'm not, I'm a coward, and I didn't properly right. stand up for myself. They get you sometimes like that, don't they? Yes, mm-hmm. but I just I learned recently, and I, I kind of had a moment of growth. I'm like, I'm not going to do it anymore. I, if someone comes at me, and I know they're coming at this from a bad faith, they're trying to get me in an argument. They're trying to. You know, they're coming at this from the standpoint that Disney Star Wars sucks and Kathleen Kennedy needs to be fired. I'm like, I'm I'm sorry, I'm not. I just block them. I'm just I'm not. You know, if you want to have a discussion with me, that's fine. But you know, if you come at me and you just want to start an argument, you just want to try to make me look like an idiot. I'm not going to engage with you. And I, I pressure that anybody. Like, don't don't think you ever owe anyone a conversation or a reply or anything. You don't know anyone anything. If if they're a friend and they could be a friend, yes, engage with them. But otherwise, a lot of people out there do not deserve the time of day. I agree. That 100%. is true. That is true. And and I and I hope I hope to experience the same personal growth and and be able to. <laughs> it's hard. It really is hard. It was hard for me, but it took me a while to to accept that. Yeah, yeah, and um, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like we had a great little um, uh, moment of positivity, right in the fir- in the in, in the in Mandalorian pre Rise of Skywalker. There was right. that 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 just that glowing era, right, where everybody was just like, our worst fight was uh, don't call him Baby Yoda or call him Baby Yoda, <laughs> right? right? Um, those were good times. Um, uh, Rise of Skywalker. I mean, we all have problems with it, but we all kind of like it too. I think. I think. I think we're all in the same boat. I, Kevin and I didn't rate it as low as you. Like it's, it's not the the bottom. Is it still the bottom for you? Uh, I I personally try not to rank them. Yeah, <laughs> I try to avoid that. Yeah. Um, My rankings change I, all the time too. Like I don't. They're fluid. And like I, and like it's new, and a lot of people, you know, a lot of times I will come out of Star Wars movie going, "That was the best thing ever," because it's new and it's exciting, and I'm always interested yeah. in what's new. But you know, I re- it, the same can apply to something else. I'm still overanalyzing the movie. I'm still looking at it and thinking if I can give it a couple years and go, okay, Not far enough away, yet. I can accept this. It took me a while for the prequels. Right. You know, the prequel trilogy was something that I had no idea anybody hated the prequels for a long time. I right. just went like, oh, they're just Star Wars movies. I love how, those movies. How old were you when the prequels came out? Was, was, that your, was, was that your first experience with Star Wars, the prequels? Or did no. you watch the uh, the original trilogy? 
I yeah, first yeah, break, watched. Break down your history there. Yeah. Well, see, I first watched A New Hope for the first time. Okay. That was when I was a kid. I just it was just on TV, and I, wa- I watched it. Right. How and old did then, you say you were at that point? I was probably six or seven, probably. You know, and I was I was seven, I think, when Phantom Menace came out. And for whatever reason, I didn't see it when it came out in theaters, but I ended up watching it after. And just I remember have watching it, rented it at the movie store because when those were a thing, you could actually went VHS yeah. and uh, watched it and enjoyed it. And then Attack of the Clones came out, saw that in theaters, Revenge of the Sith, same thing. And I just enjoyed them and watched them. And, I, and Star Wars at that point was winding down. By the time you get to Revenge of the Sith, oh, Star Wars is over. You know, yeah. go home, everybody. Everybody yeah. go home and thing. And then it was clone wars that really clone brought wars. it back in so how old were you when clone wars came out you would have been like uh, like 11 12 right? no i was mid-teens 16 okay. maybe okay okay, okay. I, 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 yeah i was a little bit older than that I, I i say that's when i that's the thing i grew up on really truly like people think of like right. oh i grew up you know since i was a baby on this but like i i really was becoming an adult when clone wars was coming on and i was developing as a human being but also as a star wars fan in regards to that thing really shaped my whole approach. And that was when I was really getting into online fandom, dealing with all the prequel stuff that was happening. Of course, as soon as I got online, I realized that, yeah, a lot of people don't like the prequels. I didn't understand it, could not understand it for the life of me. I'm like, oh, these haters, whatever. And it took me a while to kind of realize, okay, yes, those films have flaws, Mm -hmm. but I don't care. (laughs) I just enjoy them for what they are. And I think that's, that's the process that I have to go through with Rise of Skywalker, to accept what it is, the flaws and all, and enjoy it. And okay. I think once you just let all that go, people get so caught up. And I do the same thing in regards to, you know, just getting caught up in the minutia of this thing doesn't fit quite right. I don't like it. It it really doesn't matter at the end of the day. You kind of have to let all that go. But okay. uh, you know, that was a huge process for me in regards to kind of accepting these films. And then when in 2012, when the Disney acquisition happened, and we're getting Force Awakens. Rogue One, all the new films, that was a whole different process in changing my perspective on you know, filmmaking and the Star Wars in general. Right. Yeah. Okay. I want to I highlight a couple things you just said because you just framed uh, where I want to go perfectly. First of all, what you said about um, the Clone Wars forming your basic um, Star Wars identity. I think that is crucial. That is exactly what I've been saying about the difference between our generation and your generation. Uh, because, um, like, you know, we both love Star Wars, but I like I feel almost completely dismissive of all the animation stuff. Uh, I right. feel like the the Clone Wars stuff was um, like a bone that George Lucas was throwing to, um, you know, fans with children. Um, and and it's a way to like to keep a prop. It was a way to keep a profit stream going. Um and and not you know and not have to be too completely hands on and and completely involved in it day to day, which is why I didn't find it to be that high quality. So I'm not I'm not putting you down. I'm not, I'm not criticizing you for that. I'm just no, saying, no, of course not. Like this is the difference between us. Um, and this is something that I that I talk about all the time. And this is something that um frames it for me perfectly. That like 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 that experience for you that was formative. Uh, for me, that was like way after all of my formative experience with Star Wars, and that I think that defines a lot of our conversation, including our difference on. Uh, we have a difference of opinion here, and I want Kevin here to be our judge because I have a feeling we haven't talked about this yet, Kev. Okay. But I have a feeling you don't care, <laughs> and and I and I want somebody who doesn't care uh, to because I'm about to. I want to I want to challenge Ben to a debate on this one topic, and I want 
an impartial observer, and even though you're my co-host, <laughs> I have a feeling you don't care. Uh, so it's you're rigged. Not gonna, it's rigged. You're not going <laughs> to automatically back me on this. Yeah, okay. So let me just ask you, Kevin. Mm. I know, I know you kind of want to see Ahsoka Tano like I do. I, I kind of want to see her too. Yeah. Um, in live action. Yeah. Do you care? Is it important to you who plays her, or is it just important to you that somebody great plays her, like the best um, person for the job? Yeah, I I think the the best person for the job right now. Um, but Rosario Dawson, dude. Everybody um, says that. Yeah, Everybody says and, that, and that and Rosario that would be great. Dawson wants to do but, it. And I to think me, she's it doesn't matter age, if it's her, though, right? She's at the age. Yeah, you're right. right, and that's why everybody everybody says she'd be perfect. Yeah, and and but but my heart's not set on her. Your heart's no, no, not my, set on her my either. Heart's not it? set on it, but uh, I think it'd be cool to see her in the role, though. Okay. So okay, this brings us to our debate topic. Okay. Uh, because our our good friend Ben here really cares who plays Ahsoka Tano. Oh, okay. And and the reasons for that are. Um, you know, uh, related to what we just discussed. So please, Ben, please tell us who you want to play Ahsoka uh, in live action and please present your case. All right. Well, you know, this all came up and I, I tweeted about this and, and Facebook about this and of course, which inspired this conversation in regards to, I don't know why. I think, I think it was one thing that Rosario Darson pointed out recently and she kind of tweeted out that she wanted to play Ahsoka Tano. She's been kind of on this for a few years now. A lot of people brought her name up. Yeah. And I love Rosario Dawson. Like, I would, I, I think that would be great. But my whole thing is Ashley Eckstein, I think, could do it. And she should do it. Just the Kev, fact Hold of, on, Kev. Do you know who that is, Kev? I do not. <laughs> she's the voice She's the voice actress who played oh, the, the character the voice. On, yeah, the yeah. Clone Wars, okay. on the Clone Wars TV series. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I know short, who but. she is. Okay. Right. She, I mean, she has a background in live action acting, hasn't done a whole lot recently. And I think she's kind of given up acting for the most part. Of course, she also um, started her own company, her universe hmm. um, clothing line. Oh, is that her? Um, I didn't know that. So, yeah, that's also her. So, okay. and that started kind of halfway through kind of Clone Wars. She kind of started doing that um, just as a service to like female fans who didn't have a lot of, you know, options when it came to like geeky clothing and stuff like that which is fantastic she seems to be really focusing on that these days she may not even want to come back she may be totally up for in supporting you know someone like rosario dawson to mm -hmm. play the character but my whole thing is just like i prefer like yeah rosario dawson is arguably a better actress than you know than ashley Eckstein, mm -hmm. but i prefer continuity over quality if that's that makes your sense. ahsoka right. that's your ahsoka in your heart that's her right and, and, and yeah, when you and, see somebody else as her you're gonna feel like that's not really my ahsoka yeah. right yeah exactly and that's not, like i hear her voice like i literally grew up with this character right and i think a lot of people i think would feel the same way about a lot of different characters they, they don't people don't right. like change and i'm okay with change as long as it makes sense but i feel like if Ashley Eckstein is up for doing it, if she can do it, she should do it. Because if I see her on screen, I think I think someone like Dave Filoni, who would probably be the harbinger of doing that, bringing Ahsoka into live action. And I'm thinking as soon as maybe season two of The Mandalorian, we're already setting up um, spoilers yeah. for that show. You know, I, def kind of I definitely we're going to see her. I think we're going to see her. I, I think, think right. Dave Filoni loves that character, yes. loves Ahsoka. He refuses yes. to kill her off no matter what. 
and puts her in every single project he works on. He loves yes. that character. And yes. arguably so. Everybody and loves I, so. I, and I, I bet you he loves Ashley Eckstein, too. I bet you it's his secret wish, too. I right. bet you he's and, on the same page as you. Right. And see, I and I just look at it from like a personal reason. Like I feel like it would hurt Ashley's feelings if you just got another actress to play her. Of course. Like, she's... She is that character, and I feel like she could do it. And there's there's photos online of Ashley in all the makeup, in all oh, of really? the stuff. Um, some kind of private photo shoot or something. I'm not sure quite mm-hmm. how that happened, but they leaked online, mm-hmm. and she looks really good. And obviously, she can do the voice. And I think all the Clone Wars cast are exceptionally underrated actors. You look at the performances they get, they give, and it helps with the animation. But like. You look at some of the stuff. I, I go back to you know season five. Um, some spot on, incredible acting, especially from Matt Lanter, who played Anakin and Ashley Eckstein. And I, I feel like she could absolutely pull it off given the chance. Um, so I don't know. Like it, it would make sense. I feel like in Mandalorian, which is what I'm my headspace is in. Right. Like you could have her there because like it's established that she kind of looks. And sounds the same in Rebels, which is only a few years prior to that. Yep. Maybe if I, if you're going to do something – okay, something just popped into mind because I'm thinking, okay, well, if it's like in the sequel era, it, she would sound maybe different, look a little different. Maybe Rosario Dawson could have fit in there. But she's in The Rise of Skywalker. She's a voice, and it's yes. actually Eckstein doing the voice. Yes. So uh, – and Dave Filoni's like, ah, uh-uh, she ain't dead. Like he came out like right after the movie and said, no, no, she ain't not dead. So like – you know Apparently. what, Ben? Ben, for the record, I think it might happen. I think you might get what your wish in this case. I I don't think it's, I don't think it's um, impossible for all the reasons you've just said, and because uh, Dave Filoni is coming into so much influence now, especially with the success of Mandalorian. Right. I think I think Dave Filoni's voice in the room is going to carry more and more. Weight. It's like it's carrying more and more weight every day. Yeah. I think he's. I think I think there's a good chance he's going to get his way. Um, I I honestly. My my question is, I mean, I I think she could do it. I don't think she couldn't do it. She's, you know, she's she's a decent actress. She's cute. She's lovable. I understand why you love her. I wanted to ask you, have you ever interviewed her? I yes, technically I have. Okay. Um, we did the red carpet premiere for Rebels season two at mm. Star Wars Celebration Anaheim. Right. And my friends actually did the interview, and I was handling the sounds. I didn't actually interview her. I was about five feet away from her, but it was so loud I couldn't even hear what she was saying. Right. But uh, I was on the red carpet and did that, and I haven't actually like officially met her. Right. But I feel like I have because I've just been – I've walked by her <laughs> like at Celebration. Right. Like you know, There's been so many times where I've had near misses with her, but uh, you know, she's, know, she's a joy. She's a wonderful person. And I think I would love to see her just given the shot. Because basically, I mean, we had Matt Lanter show up as another character in The Mandalorian. Um, you know, a lot of different good cameos. I think I, I don't think it would be a big role for her. I think it would be like one big scene. We see Ahsoka. She takes Baby Yoda and takes him off to train him or something like that. And that would be it. And I think if you're going to do that, you want – Ash Jackson do it. Maybe if you're giving her own series, maybe you need to consider another actor, but I don't think so. Okay. I okay. Fair I've point. never heard you I've never heard you make that caveat before. Yeah. Um because uh that's kind of where I was gonna go. Um the reason I think it shouldn't happen, I is because I think that 
Um, like I was saying, Dave Filoni's influence is so important. Ahsoka is so important to Dave Filoni, but um, there's a Disney board of directors to deal with. And okay. they're talking about what's best for the whole franchise. And and there, yes, there is. Uh, there are a lot of people like you, Ben. There's a lot of you uh, who love Ashley and who love the animated stuff and who and who know Ahsoka very well already. But 99.99% of the population of planet Earth are not people like you. There are people who have no idea who Ahsoka is. And seeing her cinematically, seeing her in live action is going to be a brand new experience for, with a brand new Jedi character. And it's a big deal for the Star Wars franchise. And I think that, like I said, because Dave Filoni's importance is going to continue, that Ahsoka is going to become a major franchise character going forward. I, th I think that now that we're done with the Skywalker saga and those characters, I think we're looking for new um, main faces. And I think that Ahsoka is guaranteed to be one of the new main faces. She's going to get a series or a movie trilogy or something major. And I think that's the reason it's not going to be Ashley Eckstein because they're going to say what's best for the franchise is for us to just overwhelm the audience with the most amazing actress we can get for this role. And um, uh, the little bit, the, 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 the number of disappointed fans who are going to feel bad for Ashley is going to be a very small percentage of the number of actual people who see the, the, the final product. That's just my feeling on it. They could also and that's a, that's a, that's a, a fair a point voice, though, right? Sorry, go ahead. They could what? always bring her in for a voice because remember, uh, Ray Park did not voice Darth Maul in the prequel or in um, in Solo, right? right? So they could always bring her in for the voice. Have like right. Rosario Dawson um, do the acting and uh, bring in. Sorry, I can't remember how her full name. But anyways, Ashley Eckstein. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and you could bring her in for the voice. Just throwing that out there. Okay. That's that's a good point. That's a good point. My counter to that is the fact that Ray Park could, can't actually do the voice. Right, so right. that that's kind of the reason the whole thing and that's how that character was set up in The Phantom Menace is the fact that you know, you had Ray Park doing all the stuff because Peter Sanderfarowitz couldn't do all that physical yes. stuff, but yeah. Ray Park couldn't do the voice. It was kind of a, a marriage of their talents. Yeah. And oh, you wow. could definitely do that. I honestly didn't know that that wasn't Ray Park's voice in no. Phantom Menace. No, really? Yeah. Peter, Peter Serafinowicz is, is the voice wow. of Darth Maul. And then the guy um, that did and then, uh, his voice in the cartoon did it in Solo. I forget his name. Right. Too. Yeah, Sam. It was, it was funny. There's Sam, a whole yeah, story about... Sarah Fenowitz was like contacted. They like got him in to do the voice and then they replaced him with Sam Whitmer for some reason. That's right. I um, did hear that. <laughs> which is which kind was of funny. weird. Yeah, it is weird. <laughs> because I, I like, I get where they were going. Maybe they thought, well, okay, this is picking up a storyline from the animated series. So we need to use the animated voice. Mm -hmm. But like, you can also argue that, you know, it should have been the guy who voiced him in the movie. I don't know. I don't yeah. know what they're thinking was. I don't know either. I don't know what's right or wrong there. I don't. I, I feel like our debate kind of just turned into a conversation. Um, well, I, <laughs> Sorry, this, this, that's, the way, that's the way all this, debates should go. We that, should just be right, understanding right. and then <laughs> ending in a conversation. You're right. I but this. I just want to say this is what I think is actually going to happen. I think we're going to get um, a Hollywood name um, uh, to play uh, Ahsoka in in live action Star Wars. A um, hundred percent. I don't think we're going to get one appearance of Ashley in live action and then somebody else uh, going forward. I think it's going to be 100% Ch 
just one Hollywood actress. But I think we will see Ashley Eckstein in some other live action role as an apology from Dave Filoni, who loves her. Um, I feel like she will still get uh, some kind of work uh, where she gets to show her face in Star Wars. More than likely. And uh, I think I think that's fair. And I think what you're talking about is something like even bigger than what I was considering in regards to, um, you know, kind of building on right. that character and making her much more visible. As I think she's going to be character. the franchise. And I think that once you like now that Baby Yoda is kind of the franchise going forward. Right. Um, right. I mean, it's all we have. That's new. Right. That's going forward. Um uh, you introduce Ahsoka to Baby Yoda, and you put them like you put them together. Like that's that's that can carry the franchise, right? I think it can. I mean, Ahsoka, we've learned, and this is a character that I remember when everybody hated Ahsoka. I remember when she was calling people right. Artui and Sky Guy, right? And everyone thought, oh, this is the worst character in, in the Jar-Jar. Jabba in the Jabba's baby days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. When you had, yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing that Stinky didn't make the quite the impact that a Baby Yoda has as as a <laughs> right. thing. It's a shame, but uh, you know, you had the Clone Wars movie, which is still not the best. Um, I think it looks better in retrospect, considering how great the series is. It's got good scenes, but, right? It's got a it's a lot of good stuff in it. But yeah. like in in like she's come so far in regards to like people not liking her, and now she's one of the most beloved Star Wars characters. But still, as you're saying. A lot of people don't know who she is. There's a yeah. ton of people that walked out of Solo going, what is Darth Maul in that one? Yeah. I don't understand this. Like, yeah. you know, that that's just goes to show that, you know, there's a ton of, there's a huge market there where people don't know who she is. And Disney would be stupid not to try and bank on that character and expand her yeah. visibleness to Could make her a much bigger character. Yeah. Gonna happen. She's she's such a great character. What they did with her in later years was was they used her to extrapolate on what happened with the fall of Anakin. Right? They used right. her to show you that the the Jedi Council was flawed and that 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 they were uh, in large part to blame uh, for the fall of Anakin. And she, you know, she she knew not to trust them and she stepped away and that probably saved her life. Um, and, and it's, it's such a, it's such a great nuance added to the whole, uh, film lore. It, it, it was, it was a beautiful thing that they, that they did. Uh, uh, you know, and I, I, I don't completely dismiss the animated stuff. I want you to know that. I know that there's a lot of great stuff in Clone Wars. Yeah, I, I and I totally understand where you're coming from. I think a lot of people are like, what is all that stuff? They don't come at it of, and as you were leading to earlier, it's like, for me and for a lot of people, you know, the animated stuff was what they grew up with. The people younger than me, that that's the first thing they saw was Clone Wars or Rebels or Resistance. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, that was a huge thing. And for me, I had come at it as I already loved Star Wars. I was already a huge Star Wars fan, but it was kind of waning in regards to, like, there wasn't a whole lot of stuff going on. And yeah. I, as a person, was like, oh, that's for kids. I'm a grown-up now, and I'm not yeah. supposed to be liking Star Wars. Clone Wars completely reignited my love for Star Wars. And I felt at the time, and I still do, that it really was like taking Star Wars from the big screen and putting it on the small screen, but it's animated. Like right. it felt like that. Mm-hmm. And I still feel that way. And I think, think a lot of stuff, you know, maybe there's varying quality. I'm not a huge that, fan yeah, of Rebels in, yeah. <laughs> in, in that regard, but I still think it carries on the this is still a important part of the story. It's just animated. And Clone Wars, I mean, so much of it, it feels like. To me, Ahsoka feels just as big of a character as Han Solo or Leia or whatever. 
And right. I think a lot of people feel that way. And a lot of people don't know who she is still, like you're right. saying. Yeah. But that just shows the perspective of different people right. and how much of an impact this, these shows have. Right. I should have asked you back, right, right back at the beginning. You agree with me that there, uh, that there is um, generational differences. Like we, we, are, we are actually in groups based on opinions, which are based on what, when we were introduced to Star Wars, basically. What era of Star Wars was our introduction? Really, oh, yeah. ha- really divides us in the conversation, doesn't it? It absolutely does. I think there's a, there's a, not, there's not kind necessarily of a... in a bad way, but but no, but, but, no, it's, no, but no. there's a line. Yeah, there absolutely is. I think someone on the online somewhere, or I think multiple people have said like the be- something like the the your favorite Star Wars is usually the, f- the Star Wars you saw when you were twelve or like when you were seven. Yeah. Like that's the Star Wars you look back and go, this is the best stuff. And for me. Clone Wars hit me in that thing, and I, I still think Clone Wars is the best Star Wars thing that's ever been created, and probably ever will. Um, that's just me, and a lot of right. people go back to if you grew up and you were twelve in seventy-seven and you saw New Hope in theaters, you probably think that was the best thing ever, and you still do. And everyone comes out the perspective, and nostalgia colors everything. Right. You know, it's nostalgia. We just came through a trilogy that was completely covered in nostalgia, and was you know trying to reach those people and bring back those feelings from people that have watched it in 77 and 80 and 83. Yeah. And so you come at that and like, you now have people that are constantly bickering like yeah. us right now about, Oh, this is the worst trilogy ever. This is, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. that, this is that yeah. there's going to be, there's kids right now that are growing up that saw the rise of Skywalker for the first time. And that kid thinks it's the best thing he's ever seen. Yeah. He's going to grow up and he's going to get online. And he's going to tell all us old folks, you're an idiot. That was the best thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is yeah, one of my frustrations uh, as a Gen Xer is like, <laughs> I'm, I, you know what? There are a few episodes of Clone Wars that I feel the same as you do. Um, but I feel like there's only a few of them. And I feel like maybe like for every one episode of Clone Wars that I love, there are nine episodes that I consider to be filler and that I have trouble sitting through. Um, but that, 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 you know, that's, neither here nor there my that's just my point and that's just the difference between us um but like i i mean obviously empire strikes back is the pinnacle right like nothing yeah. nothing tops that even in your heart right yeah i i always go back to like because people there the the debate has ignited since last Jedi. a lot of people think that last Jedi is they they know it to be their favorite star wars film and they think it's the perfect film that is the best star wars film and to me, it's not perfect. To me, it is imperfect. And I feel like if you're going to say something is the absolute pinnacle of Star Wars, it has to be perfect first. I think The Empire Strikes Back is the only thing in Star Wars that is absolutely perfect. 100%. I will argue I will argue there were certain episodes of The Clone Wars that are perfect in my mind that yeah. could be a contender. But they're episodes right. of Clone Wars, so it's not really a good comparison. Um, there are also episodes of the Clone Wars that are absolute trash. <laughs> they right. don't deserve anything. And I am a biggest – I'm by one of the biggest like, you know, cr- critics of Clone Wars in regards to like there's a lot of episodes that don't work. But I think what I love about Clone Wars, it, 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 it's so just batshit insane. Like it's so just insane in the, the stuff that they do, and I appreciate it from that standpoint that – it was had George Lucas behind it, and he d- didn't care at all. He would just do things. We're gonna do four episodes about a tiny alien and four droids, and yeah. this is gonna be a hell episode arc that's going to end with giant explosion, like that kind of stuff. If I even if I didn't like it, I appreciated what they were trying to do. 
Right. Um, you know what? I appreciate that. Um, and and you're right. There's a lot of great stuff in there. I, I just for me, uh, the land there's landmines, too. Right. Like I every once in a while, I come across a kid who uh, I'm pretty sure he's really hoping that someday he's going to see force wolves in live action or <laughs> or there's a kid who uh, like what else who like like wants to see the world between worlds who thinks that was like a good idea. Um, I, I and and, and I, like. That's what I'm saying. Like in all, like in those nine episodes that out of ten that I consider to be filler, like a couple of them had like bad ideas that are worse than filler to me. That would like ruin Star Wars if they brought them into live action. Um, so there's like, I don't know. There's just the danger of. I think there's a danger of too much fan service, and I, I, I really felt that. I don't know. Do you follow? Do you like DC? Are you a DC fan? I am a casual DC. You follow the TV I, I, stuff at all? I don't really. I, I don't really. I've I was a huge fan of the Arrowverse for a time. I've kind of fallen away from it, but I, right. I do. I've, I'm I'm I want to go home tonight and watch the Crisis. The rest but of it. I've kind of half-assed followed the Crisis thing, and you know all the fan service stuff they're doing in there is like, I like it's not it's not really taking off. It's not really like the show's not exploding in popularity, right? It's just like, but we're giving like little little gifts to like little pockets of the audience who like grew up watching the app the the animated batman series and really want to see right. like the guy who did the voice of that batman in live action right and it's kind of similar to your ashley exting thing it's like it's like um fan service to people who really love it uh compared to like what's really gonna like pick this thing up and make it take off with the the wider audience um uh, I, I there's a tight right. rope to walk. There's a tight rope to walk there, and it's 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 tough because I'm all for the fan service. Like I'm I'm all for the people who are happy to see that guy that that guy who did the voice of Batman see him in live action. But um, it didn't help the show, right? It did, like the show is not popular this year, uh, and this this whole crisis thing is not popular this year. Um, so stuff right. like that, yeah. you know. I don't know. Anyway, um, I took us down a boring road there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no worries. <laughs> The whole millennials versus uh, Generation X thing, I want to wrap up pretty pretty soon and move on to other stuff. All but right. um, there's a couple of tropes that I think I want to talk about uh, with you. Uh, and one of them is, is because because I hear a couple of things repeated online okay, a lot. Okay, boomer. Yeah, okay. <laughs> there you go. There's a good callback. Um, there's a good response. But what I want to talk to you about now is what I hear a lot and – and tell me if you if you think this is a thing or if I'm just imagining this, that a lot of people just say as if it's a fact that there used to be a lot of hate for the prequels and now oh, there's yeah. so much love for the prequels. Right? As if yeah. as if suddenly the world discovered that they're good and started liking them. When it's just that they found other things to hate. <laughs> Yeah. No, I don't think that's it at all, dude. I think I think I think it's all what we've been talking about. I think when the prequels came out, there was very little internet uh, back then. But the only people on the internet back then were my generation, because well, your generation you're, you're, you're were all kids. Then. You all grew up. You all started Facebook pages, Ben. You all yes. started your websites. You all started your podcasts. And you all took over. You're all the voice now. So that love for the prequels was always there. You just you just had to grow up and take over the conversation from the handful of old farts like me who had like the 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 three or four websites that existed for this kind of thing back then mm -hmm. and were the dominant voices in the conversation. And and we're too dominant. Honestly, I, I think the 
the hate for the prequels was way overblown. I and I think that yeah. George Lucas was was hearing from a very tiny vocal minority um, who just had control of the websites, right? And um, and I think that trope needs to die. I think we need to we need to understand this. And this is why I do talk more about Generation X, even though this is not a Generation X exclusive podcast. This is for adults who are living the fandom life. But um, when it comes to Star Wars specifically, I really want to keep pushing this this Generation X versus Millennial thing because um, not because we're opposed to each other, but because it it helps us frame the conversation more accurately. Um, and it lets us have a more intelligent conversation, I think. So do, would you uh, agree with me there? I 100 percent. You, okay. you nailed it. In, OK, in so then to... I, I want you to be the voice to your generation. I want you to go out there and whenever you hear somebody say there's more love for the prequels now, say, no, we just took over. It's our voices speaking now. The love was always there. That's what I wanted. And, you know, the thing is, is the that the process is just repeating itself with the sequels in regards to now you have people that were heavily involved in the fandom that I know from 10 years ago that were absolutely outnumbered by, quote unquote, prequel haters Mm -hmm. that are now literally doing the same exact thing. They hate the sequels. They're constantly going online talking about how much they suck and how much better the prequels are. Right. And it's just – it's sad to see people go that way because, as you were saying earlier, you know, it's just this vocal minority of people. I think most people in the world just enjoy Star Wars, and yep. yeah, they have things they like and don't like, but they're not just just angry about it all the time. But that's all you see because the people that love Star Wars that are happy about it, they're not as motivated to get online and, and talk about how much they love it all the time. Right. That's starting to change. I think there's a lot more people on that. You go on Twitter, and there's more people talking about you know that you know kind of in response to the haters going like, "I love this," and you know there's something. I and I I as a just person who kind of loves everything and is not overly critical, you know I've tried to do that, and I try not to, you know, contribute to the negativity as much. I tried to you know even with Rise of Skywalker, I was like, okay. I don't really like this movie, but I'm still going to try to be like fair with it, and I'm going to try to like post as many positive things as negative things because I just don't like to be that person. I don't want to be that way. I think but, you're doing a good job of that. Uh, well, I appreciate it. I've been following your posts, obviously. Uh, I think I'm probably the first commenter on most of them, um, but I, I, I think that you've done an excellent job because – I'm honestly, every time you say you don't like it, I'm kind of surprised. I'm like, Ben is such a positive guy, but he's so down on this movie. It but is he's very surprising, isn't but it? But he's so down on it. But you're you're down on it so positively that uh, it, you're a, you're a shining example for the rest of us. I just I just want to say that. Well, and, and that's the thing is like anybody. It's such hyperbolic to just go on these rants about oh, this movie is the worst thing ever, and there's no redeeming qualities. That's that's bull. Like, come on, it, like. Yeah. Like I guess every we, movie has redeeming qualities. You just have to work to find them. Sometimes we haven't got into any detail, but let, let's just. I think the, I think I can say the main thing that you dislike about it. I know I know there's a lot, but the number one thing is you you and Dominic. You both agree that you wish uh, Ray Palpatine never should have happened, right? Well, well, how did you read my mind? How did you figure that out? Yeah, you said it a thousand <laughs> times. I know. <laughs> on but my Facebook, audience, on Twitter, on the podcast, yeah, everywhere. Yeah. So, but Ray Palpatine, you think um, you would have rather she had just been nobody? Yes, absolutely. I think it's a very, it's just dumb. 
it's really dumb yeah. to me. And it's very it's very reactionary to the the whole and a lot of lot of Skywalker that I have a problem with is reactionary, especially to Last Jedi in regards to right. I think a lot of people and it was set up in Force Awakens. So this is JJ Abrams kind of, I guess, doing it and kind of finishing the arc, but like I think he set up her thing as, okay, well, who is she? Who is she? Who is she? And then Ryan Johnson comes in and goes, she's no one. That's yes. the point. That's the fact that last year I – you don't have to like or dislike it. I still think that movie firmly establishes that she's no one. That's the most devastating thing she could ever hear is that she's not part of the story. She's not supposed to be in this position. You're right. But yeah. yet, but yet, because the Skywalkers keep screwing everything up, the Force just selected this other person to right. – correct everything and that's who right. ray is but then you have rise of skywalker coming in and go, oh you're a palpatine and that's when the movie all falls apart from me is right. when that line is spoken and i know there's plenty of people that have made the arguments and made very good points that it does work in the context of that movie but i think in the overall arc and in the messaging it just gets so convoluted and i'm not a fan of it i'm working through it i'm going yeah. to therapy i'm gonna <laughs> accept it one of these days but just not right now I agree with you. I, I I really do. I it was my it was my on the list of possibilities that could have happened for her heritage. It was my least favorite. Um, right. I, I I honestly think it was JJ's intention from the beginning, only because of those stories we heard from Simon Pegg after the Force Awakens came out. Um, uh, no, after the Last Jedi came out, there was uh, Simon Pegg made some comments that um, JJ had told him personally that he had different plans for Ray's heritage. That she actually was supposed to have a heritage. Yeah, I don't and, doubt it. And and I think that uh, her, the way that she used the lightsaber in the Force Awakens was the same as Palpatine, and I think that was intentional. I th- I think that JJ intended that, and that RJ um, decided that he didn't like that. And and I. Um, and I agree with you. I, I I think that once Ryan Johnson did what he did in the Last Jedi, I think a lot of the stuff that happens in Rise of Skywalker really just kind of makes it not make any sense. Um, like like Ray's dark side cave vision. Um, like how do you explain that? Like that's not foreshadowing. It's not foreshadowing anything. Um, and uh, Luke's dark side cave vision was obviously very foreshadowing uh, right. for what was coming for his uh, reveal about his heritage. Anyway, um, so uh, I, I agree with you on that point. I, I but um, uh, the entire sequel trilogy to me has had these huge things. Every movie where you know, like Star Killer Base was just as bad as Ray Palpatine to me, and I <laughs> I got I got over that. I forgave it. Um, uh, stuff in the Last Jedi really bugged me. Uh, you know, Admiral Akbar, uh, the way he was killed, and and the whole—I I thought Holdo should not have been there at all. It should have been Admiral Akbar doing all of Admiral Holdo's role. I thought that Rose shouldn't have been there at all. It should have been Finn and Poe in all in all of those adventures um, and in the romance. Well, do we have do we have an extra hour for me to explain how wrong you are? <laughs> no, uh, no, we, no, I don't. I know we have disagreements, and that's what I love about you is that we have a lot of disagreements. Yeah. But. 
honestly, when I met you, dude, and I wanted to say this because I was listening to your episode last episode where you were talking about your feelings of Rise of Skywalker, and you sounded a little bummed to me. You sounded like, man, yeah, I really, I really feel like this is maybe the worst one to me, and I, I don't want to feel that way. But I remember when I was talking to you after the Last Jedi, and that's kind of when I came to meet you was in the aftermath of the Last Jedi, and right. you kind of were saying the same things, and I feel like. I, I, I had conversations with you where you were feeling really negative about Last Jedi, and I talked you into feeling better about it a couple of times, but then you'd always come back the next time, and it would be like it would be like that previous conversation never happened, because in the meantime, you had heard, you had heard from 10,000 other people who were just <laughs> shitting on it. Um, and I feel like you're in the same place with Rise of Skywalker. I feel like your opinion is going to go up and down. I feel like you might come to like it better. Um, I'm sure I will. Even though its flaws are obvious, we all. And I, we all I hope, fun. I hope, I hope that I didn't feel too bummed, didn't seem too bummed or sound too bummed on the last episode because I'm really, I'm really not. I'm yeah. really kind of in this kind of slump where like I don't care. <laughs> like yeah. I'm, I'm really kind of easygoing about it. I think last year I taught me a lot in regards to like you know because I went into that movie going like this is going to be the best Star Wars movie ever. It's going to be the movie that reunites the fandom. Everyone's going to love it. Mm -hmm. And then I was an absolute idiot because yeah. how wrong I was in yeah. regards to like, and I now I love last Jedi. I love it even more after rise of Skywalker. I like, I love that movie. And like, it just took a while for me to like, okay, all this stuff happened. And last Jedi, I think it's just a movie just completely objectively. You look at that movie and go like, naturally all the stuff that happened in that movie all the things that were just so outrageous that we never expected to happen of course there was going to be a mixed reaction to it of course people yeah. were going to go into it with high expectations and come out and not realizing knowing what to think about it and that's how i came out but ultimately what it came down to is just accepting for what it is and moving on and we're, we're just Scott it's going to be the same thing it's going to be you know saying okay this stuff happened Let's move on. I got Mandalorian season two coming up in a few months. I got Clone Wars coming up in a few weeks. Like, there's no shortage of Star Wars. And if you don't like something, just don't worry about it. Like, yeah. you know, and that, like, and I think Star Lucasfilm does not help the situation because they constantly put like these huge caveats in. Like, this is important. This is the end of the Skywalker saga. We all know that's not the case. We all know there'll be an episode ten one day. Like, you know, that's that's not true at all. But it puts more expectation for people to go, this has to be good because there's not going to be any more after this. Right. And people thought the same thing about the prequels. People were like, oh, I'm angry about the prequels because we only got six of them and there's never going to be any other films ever. And, of course, that was a lie too. So you know, yeah. don't put all your eggs in one basket is what I'm saying. I think there will be an episode 10 someday. I think it will be at least 10 years away. Uh, I think we're going to go through whatever this I project Luminous wait, thing yeah. is going to be. Um, and I think this project Luminous thing, once it starts to run its course and feel a little tired, I think then we'll get a, we'll get an episode 10 announcement, but I think that's 10 years. I away. agree with the, I agree with the idea. I think they might come back for the 50th anniversary and do episode 10. When is that? Uh, that would be, that's eight years, ten, eight years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. About the right time. Yep. Sure. I, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Okay. Quickly, before we move on from star Wars, I just heard some stuff about the upcoming season of Clone Wars. Did uh -huh. you hear this? Obviously, you've heard everything before me. So, um, it's it, they've they've said that it's going to be uh, showing us um, how Palpatine survives Return of the Jedi in this season Clone of Clone Wars. Wars? Clone Wars. I, I, this is what I heard. No, that I Clone heard, Wars. I heard Clone that was Wars supposed was supposed to happen that, in the Mandalorian season too. 
Oh, okay. Am I wrong? Yeah, that's, wrong? What, I, okay. that's what I heard. Did, have we heard anything about what the content of the season of Clone Wars is going to be about? Um, it, the Clone Wars for this is going to be three arcs. There's going to be one that's going to be um, uh, it's going to be the Bad Batch arc, which is the if you're familiar with those guys, they, they've, that arc had actually been released, just unfinished. Okay. Um, and it's going to be another Ahsoka arc. Where it's going to be her kind of after she leaves the Jedi Order and going into the Coruscant underworld and kind of surviving for a while, and then the final arc will be the Siege of Mandalore, which is Ahsoka teaming Siege up with Siege of Mandalore. That's Siege what I Mandalore. that's what I heard. Okay, go ahead. Right. Sorry. So th- and that deals with Ahsoka ending up back on Mandalore, teaming up with Bo-Katan, and then Bo-Katan ultimately trying to rid Mandalore of of Maul. Which leads and, us, which leads us right into the Mandalorian TV series, right? Which, huge connections uh, there. Which obviously leads us to Ahsoka coming on to the Mandalorian TV series in live action. It's obviously happening. It's obvious, right? I'm right. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I okay. absolutely agree. It's got, it's got to happen. You've got Dave Filoni involved. It's, it's going to happen. And you know, and there's also rumors about a new animated series is coming up soon. That's going to, in that's going to pick up where Rebels left off, and it's going to have Sabine and Ahsoka. Out in okay. the I, I thought we were just Ezra. getting a new season of Rebels. Is that not happening? No, no. This okay. will be a. This will be a. The rumor a is a sequel series to Star Wars Rebels. Okay, so mm. a spinoff, basically. Cool. Okay, so look, we're not going to be covering all of that animated stuff. Me and Kev, like, we'll check it. We'll check in with it. If anything big happens, we'll mention it. But we're we not going to be, be covering on the Star Wars Underworld. Just so you know, exactly. This in is detail. what I, this is what I want to say. I want to say, look, if if you're disappointed that Tool for this podcast is not going to be a Star Wars podcast every episode, you can always go check out Star Wars Underworld. They're covering it. Uh, everything and way more in depth than we ever could, uh, and 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 they are experts. And man, you guys can talk for a long time. Like I feel like a lot. I, yeah. I, I, I listen to your show when I can, and it's amazing to me. Like every once in a while, I'll just be like, "Oh my god, they're still going? Are they still on their first topic?" Like you guys can really talk, and like. You put me to shame. Like I consider myself a talker, but I would be exhausted after your podcast for sure. <laughs> yeah, this this latest episode was really like just an example of that because like we were going to go like we had th- the show notes as they go. We're like, okay, we're going to spend a few minutes talking about like our updated thoughts on the Rise of Skywalker, and we're going to tell everyone how much how many times we've seen it, and you know what we think about it now. And it turned into like a two hour discussion about Ray Palpatine, right? And <laughs> it was madness and. Yeah. You know, and that's just the thing. I think that's one of the strengths of our show is the fact that we just get into these deep conversations about just madness. These one topic will just go off and we had to, you know, all the news that we had covered, you know, we had to push off the last hour and the show ended up being like three hours long. So, yeah. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to start moving more quickly here because we don't got a lot of time left. But I want you to talk about IPC, your other podcast, the International Peace Coalition. Uh, You're on there with uh, with my good buddies, Zach and Jake Damon. Uh And you're yes. talking about everything that's not Star Wars, basically. Well, you do talk about Star Wars on there too, but we, yeah, we, we, yeah. But that's but that's your space. I I take it to talk about all the other fandoms that that you love, right? Exactly. Um, I feel like IPC. I looked at your your episode listing recently. I don't listen to every episode. I don't have time. You got you you Ben. You personally <laughs> put out a lot of content, so I do my best. Yes. But um. Um, you know, I checked it out a couple times since Jake Damon's been on. I'm a I'm a Jake Damon fan. I was happy you made that addition. Yes. Uh, um. Uh. What was my point? I don't know. Talk about IPC a little bit. Well, yeah, yeah. It's just a basically. It's we brag about being basically talking about literally anything we want. We talk a lot about Star Wars, of course, but you know, 
like one of our last episodes of last year was our top five Jeff Goldblum films. So that's just an example of that. We do literally everything uh, a year or so ago. We I did. feel like every week you cover the same stuff that we do. I looked at your, your episode listings and I was like, wow. And they, if they looked at our show, they probably think I was copying them because it's like <laughs> you keep up with the fandom topics of the week the way we do here, as well as talking about the stuff that you love from old days, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we don't, we don't as much focus on the news as a lot of other podcasts, too. Um, we do a lot of things. We, you know, we, last year we did a lot of Disney movies. Um, the year before that, we did the entire Harry Potter franchise, discussed each film in detail. And we did X Men last year. Um, yeah, so it's just a, a smorgasbord of stuff. And a lot of it's pretty evergreen. So if you want to go back and just, you know, listen to, you know, a discussion on the original Aladdin and then a discussion on the live action remake of Aladdin back to back, you can go do that. That's cool. And I know you guys do a fun thing. Uh, you, Kev, these guys uh, are also uh, followers of Moana. Uh, Kev, ah. Kev, no, Kev knows that I um, I am a worshiper of the goddess Moana. It's a <laughs> Moana is kind of a religion for me. Yes, um, <laughs> and uh, on IPC, Kev, uh, they do a uh, Moana rap challenge. Wow. Uh, there was, they, yeah, there's a, there's a, I like to put uh, post credit scenes on our episodes. Whereas if you listen all the way to the end, anybody that, that is, is brave enough to do that, mm-hmm. they get a little extra scene. And one of the recent episodes, I can't remember which one it was, it was with Jake, I think. It may have been our last Jedi episode. Mm-hmm. If you listen all the way to the end, you, oh, yeah, it is two, number 265, uh, last Jedi discussion, which was a lot of fun for different reasons. Um, if you go all the way to the end, you will hear a, mumble rap version of Moana. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and so um I you know that get that gets me excited when I hear that. I definitely want to come on IPC. I hope you're going to invite me sometime. Yeah, sure. Uh I haven't talked to Zach and Jake in a while. Uh Zach and I I went on Zach's um Fandom Fraternity podcast uh last year, the year before, and we we rewatched uh, the first seven seasons of Game of Thrones and reviewed oh. them all, which was a lot of work, uh, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, even though I, 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 a couple times I got a little contentious with Zach. I don't know. I have a, like a, I kind of enjoy picking on Zach a little bit. I love the guy, but uh, like he, he, sometimes he has some takes on some stuff that just makes me laugh out loud, and I just. <laughs> I just, oh, I, I know exactly. Like, I've done I've done two hundred and fifty plus episodes with the guy. I know exactly what you're yeah, talking. No, about. I know you know. I know you know. Mm. Um, and uh, Jake Damon, um, you know, he and I used to be tight. We used to be Team JD. He and I. Uh, I am the one who coined the term hashtag poop feet. Uh, oh boy! <laughs> when Jake Damon, Jake Damon famously. Uh, Kev, I don't know if I've mentioned, ever mentioned this to you, but um, our friend Jake Damon uh, used to be in this group chat, and he would he broke he he broke into a Toys R Us after it closed, and uh, he used the bathroom and he took a picture of his feet while he was pooping, mm-hmm. and I was like, that's so funny, it's hashtag poop feet, and then everybody in the group chat started doing the same thing, and it was a, it was this big thing in our little group uh, hashtag poop feet. Yeah, there that's was what, a weird thing that happened with that where he was in the in the group chat in the Toys R Us, which he had just broken into with his wife. Yeah. And he did this thing where I just put as a joke in the group chat, like, oh, yeah, you have to – something about you have to summon the, the ghost of Jeffrey in order to do this. You have to get a gift card right. and swab it in the toilet. And stuff. Like, he did all of it. Wow. I was like, oh, my god, you're nuts. <laughs> 
First of anyway, all, why the Jake, fuck is he breaking into a Toys R Us? <laughs> because he had to take uh, a know, shit, or did he like in, rob it? In America, in America, <laughs> they all closed it. It was a sad thing, right? Like we don't have that same sadness here, Kev, because oh, okay. we still have we still have our Toys so R Us. He but broke they into all closed one at that once. Closed. Okay, I got you now. Okay, they all closed at once, so yes. it was like a big deal in the states. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Now they're coming back, thankfully. Yeah, apparently, yeah. We still oh, have Toys R Us in Canada. Not to uh, rub it I hate in. you. Not to rub it in. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We got we got poutine here too. It's good here. Yeah, I have yeah. had poutine. It Put, is good. Poutine. The North. The North remembers. Man, we're running out of time. I wanted yeah. to get you to talk about all of your because because your whole crew, you guys got to see the preview of Rise of Skywalker, and you also went to Man's Chinese in Hollywood. Oh wow! Nice. And yes. Uh, which which is a great story, which you tell on your show. So I'm going to direct everybody to go listen to uh, Star Wars Underworld um, and, and listen to their their stories about. Uh, you guys really are go, living go the dream. The, go to the ro- go to the Rogue Fun episode, the most recent Rogue Fun episode. We talk all about what we did in, in California. Right. Okay. You, I just want to say you guys are living the dream, right? Of every guy like me who started a Facebook page. I started a Facebook page in 2009, the uh, Stoked or Choked uh, movie review page. Me and Steve Dunk. Steve went on to be a big time reporter for Force.net. He's big time. Okay. I, I, I was like, you know, I, I kind of didn't have the stomach for it and and dropped out of it until like the last year when Kevin and I. Uh, uh, engaged in, uh, took off with this podcast but um, look that page that I started in 2009 man that thing has nine likes like and um, uh, so like Sorry. I know I just really want to e- emphasize that you are you are what you have done is really impressive um, and, well, uh, and and cool and I hope everybody goes check out checks out uh, Star Wars Underworld and um, the IPC podcast and I hope you're going to invite me on IPC soon because I do want to talk to Zach and Jake it's been a while and those guys, um, they've gotten away with too much shit. I need to, I need to put them back in their place. <laughs> we need um, to get a list of like all the things you were interested in, so we can kind of like gauge of what we, what we can get because we we got to interface it with what we're going to be talking about okay. this year, which I don't know, but uh, I'm sure it'll be fun. Sure. Yeah. No. For sure. I'm definitely coming on there, and I want to do the Moana rap challenge. I want to, I want to, cru- <laughs> I want to crush Zach. I want to, I want to, I want to be the Moana rap champion of IPC. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, a little piece of trivia for ipc podcast uh my voice is in your introduction i'm the oh i'm the big i'm the big loud robot voice that goes ipc oh it was you it was you all along that's me (laughs) uh so we're very connected we're family whether you like it or not (laughs) (laughs) um but dude um i you know i also want to give you shit about not seeing parks and rec you haven't seen parks and rec have you i no i was literally considering starting it tonight (laughs) okay do that. Absolutely do that. And and have you not seen Breaking Bad? Because you were saying you didn't know Giancarlo Esposito's character from Breaking Bad. Yeah, I that Mandalorian was my first ever experience with him. Oh my god, dude. Breaking Bad is the greatest show. Yeah, it's, just, it's, it's, it's a running gag on on IPC as to what Ben hasn't seen. Okay, okay. Don't worry, okay, we're, in the, uh, we're in the same boat because I've never watched Breaking Bad either and I hear it all Kev, the time. Kev, all get the time. on that. Yeah. And... Too much, it's too much greatest. to watch, man. Too much to watch. It's the greatest you're missing out. Okay. <laughs> anyway, yeah. we've we've said a lot, and we've got to wrap up soon. So, Ben, is there anything you want to talk about before we close up the show? Um, no, nah, I think we about covered it. Um, if you would want more of this, what's coming out of my mouth, uh, feel free to follow me at Ben Hart with No E on Twitter and Facebook and wherever else on Instagram too, and then at the SW and at IPC Podcast. Cool. 
I hope you will come back again soon, Ben. It's great to talk to you. There's so much I want to talk to you about that we didn't even get to. I want to talk about the Morbius trailer, which yes. I, I was super excited about. Oh. Uh, so was Kev. Uh, and we <laughs> want to talk about uh, MCU getting the rights to Hulk back, and mm-hmm. and apparently we get a we get a proper Hulk solo movie finally. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of stuff to talk about. But hopefully you're going to have me on IPC. We'll have you back on here. We'll continue the conversation. Uh, everybody, go check out Ben's Ben's stuff. And Ben, give your Patreon. Did you not give your Patreon? Give your Patreon. Well, yeah, yeah, we have. Uh, you can find links to all that on uh, StarWarsUnderworld.com. But yeah, uh, we have a Patreon for the Star Wars Underworld, and then there's also a patron thing through uh, IPC Podcast. Um, through uh, our our host site Podbean, you can find at uh, ipcpodcast.podbean.com. Coolio, DJ Kevy Kev. What up? Uh, <laughs> any any final thoughts before we wrap up tonight? Uh, I know we didn't we no. didn't cover any. We didn't cover a lot of the topics we were planning to. Yeah, it's but, all good. Uh, it is what it is. We'll I talked every- too much. I'm sorry. No, 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 no I, no, I enjoyed you, you I enjoyed awesome listening dude. to you, Ben. Um, I, I'll be honest. I only really listened to one of your podcasts, and that's because uh, Jared sent it to me because he wanted to have you on the How show. How dare you? I, I'm sorry. I'm guilty. Um, Kev's a fan going forward now. Yeah. Kev's a well, yeah, no, no, no. I am, sho- I am shocked when anyone that, that I know says, I listen to your podcast. I'm like, what? Like, I don't know anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. No, I'm pleasantly believe- surprised. Believe me, we 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 are in the same boat there. Because <laughs> yeah. there's only so much time in the day, you can't listen to everything. That's, That's true. true. There's a lot. That's There's a lot. There's a lot. I I remember you posted like a top ten list of Star Wars podcasts on Twitter. Do you, do you like? Is that like a regular thing that you do an update? I yeah. I usually the thing I used to do is well, you know, uh, with like promotion of podcasts is something that most people don't and i'm like the worst at doing it even though i listen to a lot of podcasts both star wars and not that's a lot i I started doing this thing called hashtag my podcast playlist which i need to return to to this year but uh it's been a lot of fun because i just get to i just basically take whatever i'm listening to that week and just post it on twitter and facebook and uh it's a nice way to kind of give a shout out to those podcast because you know we podcasts don't get a lot of promotion you know you got to give a shout out you got to support your local podcaster yeah okay 100 fantastic one thing i i need to i i'm I'm, we're over time now but there's one thing i need to say dune 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 Uh ben dune i you you never saw the original did you no i've never seen the original okay and you've never i've heard heard about it all my life just from the fact of it's such a huge influence on star wars going back you know way back so okay ben Ben, one night when you have some time, when you when you are free to just chill and just absorb something new and awesome, I really need you to watch Dune. I really need you. I I think you're gonna love it. Patrick Stewart is in it, and he's awesome. Really? Yes. Really? There's I know. So uh, I know. Uh, Miss. Uh, uh, what, what's his name? Um, the guy uh, from Twin Peaks Sting. is in it. I think too. Sting's in That's it. right. Kyle Lachlan. Um, sting sting thank you kevin sting is amazing like like dune uh, you will love you will love it's great look i keep saying my disappointment in star wars today as an ot og generation x fan is that um i because disney owns it now i feel like we're never going to get adult grown-up narratives the kind of things that you would get in the game of thrones i keep saying what I really wish we could get is the Game of Thrones of Star Wars. The kind of thing that I thought we were getting teased with like games like Knights of the Old Republic you know, years ago. Mm. I don't think we're ever going to reach that mature level of storytelling that I really crave in Star Wars. And the answer to that is that it already exists and it's called Dune. 
and Dune. <laughs> Dune is truly the Game of Thrones of Star Wars. It is it is storytelling on that level. It is it is political on that level. It is uh, medieval on that level, and um, it is um, it is infinitely more epic even than than Game of Thrones in 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 scope. So, wow. um, Ben, um, if, if you ever have a moment to just let something new and fresh in, I think that. I want to lay the seeds for you that Dune could be your new passion. I think that any any adult Star Wars fan, I think any adult Star Wars fan who's a, who's as analytical as you, um, uh, who enjoys uh, thinking and enjoys a great space adventure odyssey, um, I think you will love Dune. I want you to see, get on the Dune see, bandwagon. I, I want I, you on I, it. I can't confirm anything because I haven't talked to Zach about this, of course, or Jake, but... Okay. I would love to like make a like IPC arc out of it. Do you know? Do a discussion on the original Dune and then discuss the new Dune that's coming uh-huh. out this year. That'll be fun. I would love to join you for that if you do Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Um, uh, man, I, I really love Dune. Uh, you have to. You have to. I don't know if you're a pot smoker, but if you are, <laughs> <laughs> do that. And then I'm like, not yet. Okay. Uh, well, maybe you don't need to be, but some of us, anyway, I, I didn't mean to go there, but watch Dune <laughs> <laughs> and it's legal and, 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 and join us, join us. And, and then, and then you'll have something to look forward to in November of 2020 that as exciting as, as I am, like I'm as excited about the new Dune as I was about rise of Skywalker. And mm-hmm. I just, I just want to bring as many people along with me as possible. I think it's worthwhile. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Denny Villeneuve. So I, I'm looking forward to that. Cool. Yeah. And the, oh my God. The cast. That's oh, it's amazing. Yeah. 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 Okay. Anyway, we've gone <laughs> on and on. Uh, let me just check our chat room here to see if we have any questions from our <laughs> listeners. Let me see. Uh, oh, we. Oh, we have a caller here. One person on the line here. We have a question from Janet. Janet, do you have a question for us tonight? That's the end. <laughs> Janet, you've called before. <laughs> she calls every week. I feel. <laughs> oh, we have another. Uh, we have another call in here. It's from a Mister uh, Greedo. Matanki. Yes. Uh, that get that guy. Jeez, he follows me everywhere. <laughs> okay then. <laughs> Uh, I guess that's all for episode 40 of Too Old for This Podcast. <laughs> Thanks again to our guest, Ben Hart, with no E from Star Wars Underworld. Everybody go check him out and come back soon and have me on IPC soon. That's an order. Yep. And DJ Kevy Kev, uh, you know, thanks for being you. Yeah, man. Thank you for uh, letting me be me. <laughs> all right. Everybody go follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Too Old for This Podcast. Spell with a two and a four, the way 90s rappers spell, because we're both 90s rappers, and that's a thing. Uh, follow us on Twitter, uh, twitter.com forward slash Too Old for This Pod. Also spell with a two and a four. Uh, invite your friends to like us on Facebook. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us on Spotify. Yeah. Rate us five stars. Do all that shit. Love us. And support Star Wars Underworld. And until next time, Wait, hold on before you say it. Thank you, Ben, right. for uh, coming on to the show. It was a pleasure oh, having thank you. Thank you, thank you so much for inviting me. This was a blast. Yeah, thanks, uh, Ben. Thanks a lot. 
Uh, right. It means a lot to us. It really does. Absolutely. I feel like we are anointed. We are accepted into the Star Wars community by the spokesperson for the millennials. Approved. Ben Hart. <laughs> ben Hart with no E approved. We're in. We're in. Yes. We're in. So uh, for Ben Hart and for DJ Kevin Kev and from me, JD the MC, just chill. To the next episode. <laughs>